I'm Rosa Mendez and I'm here at the number one Long Island broadcast, Monty Ferro. I had the best time ever. Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Farrell, Daddy, in Long Island. The best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. <laughs> Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man... Yeah. We need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and, and join the team as a Monty Nefaro member? Nudity is out of the question. Any other ideas? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. But what I, I do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should tell two friends, and they could tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out all our content. Uh, but that's you know what? That's why you're you're the star of the show because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day and he goes, Man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, There you go, Farrell. You gotta be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content nice. that none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get Free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage, or, right, our own page, yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of Tommy Rich. I want a picture of whatever. And, boy, that's we on its way. We give them their choice. That's right. We rock. We do rock. You need to rock, too. Join. Hey, everyone. Chris Centennial, Sports Talk 101. Today I'm at the Country Club of Big Ron Shaw. And the question we're asking today is, should Monty apologize to Ron? So what's your thoughts? Should Monty from the Monty and Ferro show apologize to Bing Ron Shaw? Absolutely. I, I don't believe that uh, Monty should have said what he said. And I definitely believe he should uh, apologize to Ron Shaw for what he had said. Sir, what do you think? Should Monty apologize to Ron Shaw? Monty apologized to Shaw? Hell yeah! And he's the champion! Hall of Famer! Of course! Sir, do you have an opinion? Should yeah, he most, most definitely. When you have a Hall of Famer and you want to insult him, that's a bunch of bull crap. He should be an apologizer to him. Thank you. Sir, do you have an opinion on Ron Shaw? Should he Monty apologize to him? Yeah, I don't even like Ron Shaw. Hey, hey! Monty, the people have spoken. Step up to the plate and deliver me the apology that I so rightfully deserve. I told you, you're a punk. And I'm going to tell you, our pants are going to cross again. Monty, in six short days, I'll be on the Dan and Benny in the ring show to announce some huge news that's going to shock a lot of people, maybe including you. So what you need to do is get to your doctor and get the wax cleaned out of your ears and then get the wax cleaned out between your ears because you're going to want to hear and understand exactly what I got to say. And Pharaoh, I suggest you talk some sense into your pal to make sure I get the apology that I deserve. 
Hey everybody, this is ESO and welcome to another edition of the After Show found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channels. How's everybody's week going? Mine's going pretty good. I can't complain. Well, I could complain, but you don't want to hear it. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to hear it. What did everybody think of that, that draft? <laughs> I'm going to talk about that in a second. But first thing I got to do is give a shout out to Mike Monty and Jimmy Farrow and thank them for giving me the opportunity to do this show on their network. And you have to look out for them and watch them every Thursday at 9 p.m. live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, and also on the Intuitive app. You can find them streaming audio on, oh, let's see, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Apple Music, Amazon, everywhere. Everywhere. And you know what the cool part about that is? Everywhere you can find their audio, you can also find ESO and the After Show. So check this out. We finally got that computer in, and soon we're going to be doing some really, really cool things, and we are going to be going live. I can't wait for that. We're going to start in about two weeks streaming on Twitch. I have to kind of work out the logistics with Mike Monty on if we're going to be on the the. Uh, Monty and the Pharaoh YouTube or Twitch feed live, or if we're going to be doing the ESO Twitch feed live, we'll figure that out. But trust me, I'll let you guys know that's going to be fun. We're going to be going through wrestling games of the past from, I believe I'm going to start with the NES because the Atari 2600 did have a wrestling game, but it was so bad. It was, I don't even think it, it, it's worth, worth looking at, but we'll get into that a little bit more next time. So, what did everybody think of that draft? I have to say, I'm going to take another week away from WWE programming because that draft was absolutely stupid. So, one week I'm watching WWE, and we have Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander against the Street Profits. And I don't know why that match was even on there, being that Shelton Benjamin hasn't been on programming in how long. But all of a sudden, of course, they, they come out for no reason last week. And one of the comments the commentators were making was, oh, my gosh, this might be the last time we see the Street Profits together, being they're going to go into the draft. And then when we get the list of the draft, these guys are getting drafted together. That was absolutely stupid. The way, whole way this draft was done was stupid. It made absolutely zero, zero sense. I cannot stand the WWE writing right now. What the hell is going on up in, in Connecticut there? You guys, obviously, you do not care about the average fan. All you're going after is the corporate dollar at this point. Stop it. WWE was always grassroots. It was always about the average American. Vince, you snubbed your nose at everybody, every corporate person before that. Why now do you cowtail to them? Yeah, because now it's it's all about the money. Now it's not about the the the, the sport, the sport entertainment. And we'll while we're talking about that, the sports entertainment part of it's gone. It's all about the entertainment. I see cartwheels. I see is it gymnastics entertainment? I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. I'm I'm really not enjoying any of these wrestling products right now. AEW, you don't have it. Uh, New Japan, you're probably the best out there right now. Impact. <laughs> Impact. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that for another time. Oh, man. 
So let's see. Well, I cannot wait. So this Friday, I actually am going to get to go down and visit with Mike and Jimmy, and I get to hang out with these some of these guys, and I can't wait to see the, the Marty Giannetti, Tommy Wildfire Rich, Manny Fernandez, Val Venus, and Eugene down in studio. I'll do my best to sneak on camera if, if I can, but it's going to be really cool to meet these guys and hang out for a little bit and maybe hear some some old stories. Maybe, maybe spark one up with Tommy. <laughs> Woo! I love Tommy Wildfire Rich. He was, he was so cool when I was a kid. <laughs> hey, and if you guys have anything you want me to ask any of those guys, you know, kind of off the record, I'll do I'll do my best and uh, they'll just send it to me and, and we'll see what we can do. Oh, and, and check this out. In honor of Marty Jannetty being there, I, I got this magazine out. It's the, let's see, August 1989 edition of WWF Magazine. I'm going to do my best to have Marty Jannetty sign this. And you know what I'm going to do in the next, next segment? I'm going to go through this magazine. <laughs> How cool is that? So... Yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure you tune in. You tune in Friday, five thirty. They're gonna have Ask Marty Anything. <laughs> there, there were they have spots. I, they may even have a spot left if you if you give a shout out to to, to Mike Mommy, you might have a spot left to uh, to Ask Marty. So that that should be pretty fun. So the, yeah, Tom, so that's crazy. They're gonna have Tommy. They're gonna have Marty Janetti, Tommy Rich, Eugene, uh, uh, Val Venus. Uh, Manny Fernandez, the Raging Bull. Wow, I can't wait. He was a he was a scary dude when I was I was a little little kid. Him and Rick Rude teamed up before Rick Rude came over into the WWF. So I, I can't wait to see these guys in person. But let, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to go through this magazine here, this 1989 edition of WWF magazine featuring the Rock Rockers on the cover, and it's got some other cool stuff on the inside and. On that note, we'll be right back. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialists. 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Yeah, what's up, JB? Nah, nothing. It's been a hot summer, and for all your barbecue needs, you can go to UndertheTableHotSauce.com. 13 unique flavors to choose from, created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen. UndertheTableHotSauce.com. Let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the after show found here only on the Monty and the Farrow channels. So check it out. We're going to be going through this magazine right here that I am going to get signed this Friday by Marty Giannetti. And it is from August 1989, and it features the Rockers on the cover. And let's look at some of these things. It says, the Rockers, Sean and Marty, ready to rock the Rougeos. SummerSlam is coming. Hulk and Zeus prepare for the confrontation. Kane Hacksaw, take the tough guy, takes the throne. Ronnie Garvin, the rugged ref, Riles Valentine. Q&A with Heenan. 
the brain gloats over the gold. And also in this issue, we have a Wild West weasel, an American dream arrives, and the snake is profiled. Awesome, awesome. So when you open up the magazine, you get a back-to-school gear advertisement with some candy and stuff, and of course this awesome table of contents. Next thing you know, we you get into is the arcade game that was out at the time, WWF Superstars. That was pretty, pretty cool. Then getting into Around the Ring, we talk about Hulk Hogan recently taking the WWF title back from who else than the Macho Man Randy Savage. And Randy Savage and him are now going to fight at SummerSlam. Woo! an ad for Dentine Gum, and then we get into the fan forum, which really is not interesting this month, in an advertisement for WWE Magazine, and then you get The Body Language by Jesse the Body Ventura. What he does is he talks about the return of Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Snooker had taken a, leave, a little bit of a leave, and he ended up wrestling in the AWA for a little bit, and now he's back, and he's going to be feuding with the Honky Tonk Man. Wow. Then it talks about Jim Duggan and his feud with Haku and what happened there. We're going to get a little bit into that in a little bit. It's talked about and profiled later on in this magazine. But guess what's on the opposite side of that? My favorite part of the night is the ice cream bars. I really wish these were available. Everybody would love these. I don't care if you have the WWF superstars on them or not. Put Winnie the Pooh on it. Put whatever. But bring back those ice cream bars with something on them or nothing on them. They were great. That graham cracker, that chocolate, the vanilla. They were like a buck at my little uh, little local shop, and we would get them all the time. I can't believe I threw away so many of those cards. Just because we were eating them on the run. We had our skateboards. We were out, out in town there. You know, we just grab the ice cream bars, eat the ice cream bars, and you throw the whole thing away. And now those those cards are worth ridiculous amounts of money, the ones that are mint. <laughs> wow. The stuff, how foolish you are in youth. Newsbreakers this month. Guess who's coming to the WWF? We have the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. They started doing these stupid-ass promos for him in all kinds of positions, from delivering pizza, being a plumber, a mechanic, a whatever. And he was just the common man. But, you know, Dusty got that, that polka dotted black uh, shirt over, the, the, the spandex there. He was, wow. Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Yeah, that's what it was. So they, uh, Virgil, Teddy Biasi's bodyguard was named after Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes' real name was Virgil. Virgil got that name as a rib to Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty got this horrible plumbing gimmick as a rib, too. But Dusty, being the amazing performer he was, he got it over. Yeah, that's Dusty for you. Next thing we do is we profile Jake the Snake Roberts. He's been profiled everywhere enough. I don't think we need to talk too much about that. We get an interview with Bobby the Brain Heenan where he brags about Rick Rude taking the Intercontinental title from the Ultimate Warrior at, oh, I believe it was WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania 5. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, whatever. Either way, 
he got the Rick Rude defeated the Warrior for the title. We get into the Battle of the Titans every month. Obviously, they have a profile of the match. This one was the Brain Busters versus Demolition. I'm not going to say there was anything exciting in it. It just profiled some of the match. I was not a fan of Demolition once they turned face. I really, I was actually a fan of the Brain Busters. I was really a big fan of the Four Horsemen. And when Arn and Tully came over to the WWF, I was like, yeah, the Brain Busters. I, I love the, I love, I like them. So hey, that's my uh, my opinion. Next thing we do is we get into a preview of SummerSlam. Probably the worst pay-per-view of my youth. This was the one where we had Randy Savage teaming up with Zeus from No Holds Barred movie. Tiny Lister, no offense, Tiny Lister, you are you were a hero later on, and we all know why. But this was stupid. We had Macho Man and Zeus against Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. It was not a good match. Actually, this is just a preview, so I really <laughs> the, the the actual match was was the preview was great. The match was horrible. When I was a kid, I actually wanted. I was so excited for this pay per view, and then uh, uh, the other match they had on the card was Rick Rude uh, defending against the Warrior. I don't really remember what happened in that, but I don't think the Warrior got the uh, yeah maybe the Warrior got the title back at that point. Next thing we had, we had some WWF trivia. Uh, what city do the Rujos call home? Bad News Brownhouse from what, what New York City community? Rick Martel makes his home in this uh, Florida community. That was, you'd have Memphis, you'd have Harlem, and I believe it was Cocoa Beach. Which grappler's robe carries the initials BJS? That'd be Big John Studd. I'm not going to go through all these. They, they, they're they're fun. If you want to zoom in, you can you can see them. And uh, if you want to know the answers, I, I can send them to you. At this point, the WWF catalog changed a lot. It, it got you got Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior were almost neck and neck when it came to to selling merchandise, and <laughs> that's ultimately what shot the Warrior in the foot. But check out some of the new stuff that was available. And this month, of course, one of my favorite sections always was the WWFTs. We had a new Hulk Hogan one, a new Warrior one, a new Rocker one, a new Hitman, a new Hercules, a new Jake, a new Mr. Perfect, and a new Jim the Anvil Neidhart. They said this Bushwhackers one was new, but no, at that point, that, that was a couple months old at that point. Whoa! Yay! Yeah, those guys were way, way over back in their day. They had some posters available, some some other stuff. And then the, the next thing we get into is the Rockers. The Rockers and the Rougeos were getting into a feud. And if you didn't get to see the Rockers as a team, you really missed out. Back in the day, I got to fortunately see them back in the AWA days as they were they were getting going. And they were awesome there. Wow, how they were over in the AWA. And when they took the titles from Playboy Buddy Rose and Pretty Boy Doug Summers, that was that was one of the highlights of, of tag team wrestling when I was a kid. When they came into the WWE, you know, those guys were on fire, but I don't ever think they got the title together. And then when Marty got kicked through the, the barbershop window by Sean, <laughs> wow, that was that was 
crazy highlight of when, when I was a kid. I, I, I really, uh, wow. The, the Rockers were so, so cool. And this just highlights their feud with the Rougeos. Next thing they get into the uh, rugged Ronnie Garvin uh, and and him as a referee and him feuding with Greg, ending up feuding with Greg Valentine. Ronnie Garvin was such a legend. This was this really was so far beneath him when he did this referee gimmick. He's a former world champion. That dude, that dude was in the ring with Andre. I think he actually beat Andre by disqualification at one point. That's how big Ronnie Garvin was at that one at some points in his career for him to be just a referee, whatever. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated King Tonga, Haku, whatever you want to call him, Ming, for the the king to become the new king. Probably my least favorite king. And the next issue of the magazine, they actually highlighted the uh, King Duggan there. And probably the worst part of King uh, of Jim Duggan's career was when he was king. Superfly Snook at this point had come back to the WWF, and they were he decided to kind of get into a feud with the Honky Tonk Man, and he was they were featured on the uh, Brother Love show and stuff like that. Just general eighties baloney. It's just pretty fun to, to watch them along. The uh, Bobby the Brain Heaton had gotten a, a part in a movie, so they features, featured him in what they call The Weasel Goes to the West. They just show some pictures of it. And I believe Gorilla on Soon at one point threw him through a window or something along those lines. So we have Wrestler's Rebuttal, which was a poem by Lenny Poffo with a bunch of wrestlers rebuttaling against it. As always, we have the WWF crossword. And the WWF magazine always ends with a caught in the act. This month, you had Hulk Hogan standing behind Regis Feldman and Kathy Lee Griff Gifford. And Regis was doing his best flex of Hulkamania. <laughs> wow. That was such a cool magazine. They, the last page had an advertisement for some video cassettes. You can get a warrior promo bottle if you, if you buy one of them. And if you flip to the back cover, NES was so huge at that point. Nintendo's Air, you had Nintendo promoting Airwolf on the back cover of this. So pretty cool, pretty cool. It's always fun to go through these. Wish I had a little bit more time to go a little bit more in depth of it, but we're at about 12 minutes. I'm going to figure a way to get those that segment down a little bit more. But what we're going to do in the last segment is it's actually going to have what was supposed to be our last week segment, which is the WrestleMania 4 program featuring Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant on the cover. We'll be right back after this. Sir? Ah. Manscaped? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped, what are you thinking about Love Manscaped, it. dude? Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. <laughs> what don't I use it for? Put it this way. <laughs> the only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pit. Manscaped is a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse 
than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man, it's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to oh, go do I the deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, mm. then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line that I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both I, sides of that. Landing? I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. yeah, oh, look but, what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older I get though, I don't, I think, I don't think I can be as, uh, <laughs> I, I found I, it! Have, I found have it! Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear then? What is retro? Just Absolutely. Retro. You're like, whoa! Wow, yeah, like, I'm 46, like it pops so out? Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> courage to get He's through. a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him a name. Yeah, not, all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I, I, there listen, you go. Listen, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't say it. Well, if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but with that, Ron we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a drop kick second. A uh, drop kick Hey everybody and welcome back to the after show found here only on the Monty and the Tharoe channels. Well, recently I was going through some of my old stuff and I found this. This is the program from WrestleMania 4 that was available at the closed circuit pay-per-views that were ar going around the country. You have to realize at this point, pay-per-view wasn't available everywhere. So we actually had to go to different venues to watch this event. This was the first time it was actually available somewhat locally to me. And this was the first WrestleMania I got to see live. And this program is from that. Here, here's the ironic part. I paid $5 for this live. You could buy it at the newsstand a few weeks later for $2.25. <laughs> but guess what? Mine was day of. <laughs> so let, let's go through this. So, of course, you see that I, iconic cover with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Ironically, at all the advertisements, even after this, you saw Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. You never saw it advertised as Randy Savage's event, even though he won the title. He was just a title. He was just a placeholder so Hulk Hogan could go out and keep filming in Hollywood. When you open up the magazine, first thing you see is the celebrities, the guest celebrities. 
Wow. You had Robin Leach from you know, Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous, where he would tour and talk about the rich and what they did. You had Gladys Knight from Gladys Knight and the Pips. You had the gorgeous and still gorgeous to this day, Vanna White. And then Mr. Baseball himself, Bob Euchre. Basic introduction to the WWE event of the day, WrestleMania 4. And then we get into the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Title Bout. Uh, the Honky Tonk Man versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Now this match ended in typical Honky Tonk Man fashion where, I don't remember if it was Peggy Sue or Jimmy Hart, somebody interfered and ended up getting the Honky Tonk Man disqualified and Brutus the Barber Beefcake got the win, but didn't walk away with the title. What do we got next? Ooh, we got a barn burner here. We had Bobby the Brain Heenan teaming up with his team, the Islanders, against Coco Beware and the British Bulldogs. Guess what? Bobby the Brain Heenan got the pinfall. Yes, he did, and he deserved it. The Islanders were one of the most underrated teams of the 80s. One of my favorites when I was a kid. One of the coolest angles ever was them kidnapping Matilda and coming out there on stage with this collar floating in the air saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Matilda's right here. <laughs> it was great. The World Heavyweight Championship tournament for the, the actual title. Wow. Of course, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant got the bye. But let's look at this. My 12-year-old self could not resist filling this bracket out as it unfolded. We had Duggan and DiBiase with DiBiase winning. Morocco and Bravo with Morocco going over. Steamboat and Valentine with Valentine winning. That was a surprise. Who expected Greg Valentine to defeat Ricky Steamboat? Not me. Yet. Randy Savage and Butch Reed with Savage going over. Bam Bam Bigelow against One Man Gang. The gang went over. And then you had Rick Rude and Jake the Snake Roberts battling to a draw. The second round, you had Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant both getting disqualified. And then Ted DiBiase defeated Ted uh, Don Morocco. Valentine and Savage. Savage went over. Then you had a one man gang got a bye into the semifinals. Semifinals were DiBiase against nobody because of disqualification. So he went on to the finals and then Savage against the one man gang. Guess what? Now, this finals DiBiase and Savage. And we know what happened. We had a new World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, and it was. Randy, the Macho Man Savage. Woo! That was awesome. Oh, yeah! Gotta get that in there. Next match that we're gonna talk about tonight is the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team title belt with Strike Force versus Demolition. Guess who went over? Demolition got the win and took the titles from Strike Force with a little bit of help from Mr. Fuji. 
Next, we had the Battle of the Bohemus, the ultimate warrior against Hercules. The ultimate warrior did end up getting the best of Hercules, as was expected. The culmination. We had a 20-man over-the-top battle royal featuring the Junkyard Dog, George Steele, Ken Patera, Hillbilly Jim, the Bolsheviks, the Heart Foundation, Hillbilly Jim, Sam Houston. We had Sika, Bad News Brown, Danny Davis, Ron Bass, Harley Race, the uh, Jumping, uh, the, the Killer Bees, the Fabulous Rougeos, and it came down to Bad News Allen and Brett the Hitman Hart. At that point, he was not yet the Hitman. He was just Brett Hart. But what ended up happening, nobody expected. The two of them shaking hands, and then Bad News Allen kicking him in the back of the head, sending him over the top rope, and taking the title. He became the champion of that battle royal. However, this facilitated one of the best turns ever, and that was Bret Hart becoming a face. How cool was that? Listen, WrestleMania used to be the culmination of all angles and then setting up for the future angles. This does not happen in the modern product, and maybe Triple H should take, a, take the time and go back and see what used to happen and see what kept the fans interested year after year. And planning a year in the head to see how, how, how prosperous it was. So, you know, thank, thank you for letting me take the time to go through this. This was absolutely a blast to go through. Let's see, the last couple of pages are just a couple of things of advertising. And, you know, finally, Trump Plaza on the back, too. Well, I guess that's about all the time we got tonight, we, or we have tonight. Uh, gotta send a thanks out to Mike Monty and Jimmy Farrell for letting me have the show on their network and uh, of course you gotta check those guys out over the next couple of weeks we're gonna be transitioning because my computer is supposed to be here tomorrow it was supposed to be here today but we had some issues uh, and I had to have the the delivery delayed till tomorrow but I can't wait to start playing with that and seeing the capabilities that we're gonna end up being able to do especially with animation and graphics and stuff like that so that that should be a lot of fun um got to make sure you check out sob sports they're also every, they're playing every tuesday on the network at about 9 p.m and you got, check out monty and Farrow. they're at 9 p.m every thursday and then me obviously at 10 30 p.m every thursday and uh i guess on that i guess i'm gonna get out of here Later, guys.